morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. My name is Adam, and today I'm talking to myself, and um, I thought, uh, you know, it is, we're a couple weeks into the coronavirus outbreak, and um, I thought, well, let's talk about something else that maybe we can diagnose ourselves with, maybe just to distract us a little. Um, and actually, I started thinking about uh, something that I grew up with a lot, not particularly something that I had, but something that my father had, which was he had a very severe stutter. And so I thought, oh, you know, maybe I should do some do some research in into different speech impediments. Uh, there's a lot of them out there, uh, but I just want I picked a couple that I thought were related. Uh, it turns out they are. So they're called stuttering, and there's another called cluttering. So I thought we should take a look at some of these together. And I'm not saying that you should actually diagnose yourself, but maybe understanding more about what these things are, maybe being more empathetic and sympathetic to people who have them. Um, you know what? Maybe just just learn a little something today. So, um, so actually, I want to start with cluttering first because it seems to be one that is lesser known, but one that could be more common than we realize. Um, and so cluttering is, is commonly... Uh, let's just say it's commonly either confused with stuttering or it is um, it is coupled with it like sometimes people can have both uh, so so let's just kind of go into it a little bit and just so you guys can see as I give you the as I give you the definition to some of these things I don't want you to start thinking "Ooh, do I have that or Ooh, does Adam have it because some of the things I'm about to tell you may very much sound like things that I'm doing or that you are doing so let's just continue on, shall we? So it's a fluency disorder, which means like it's just hard to continue a sentence. It is hard to develop a thought. And in this case, particularly unlike stuttering, stuttering is where essentially you know what you're going to say, but your brain and your mouth are just having a really hard time getting it out there. Cluttering is when you talk in bursts or slurred speeches or you use a lot of filler words like um or like or well and that's that's the one I'm saying is don't start diagnosing yourself right away just because you hear that or me um, but it all it is also where you you can also have pauses that are unintentional so for instance if you're trying to tell a story about something or or if you're just answering a question and you're, you you may notice somebody just stops talking and they're like, they're like, well, well are you going to talk? Are you going to finish what you said? Sometimes they want to, or actually, I should say more often than not, they want to. They just lost it. They just, they don't know where they were going with it. Sometimes there were, you know, there, there are people that will talk who just <laughs> do talk. Uh, and they're just trying to fill. There's an old, um, see, look, now I feel like I'm cluttering. Uh, but to put a pin on that for a second, there's an episode from The Office uh or Michael Scott says sometimes he just he doesn't know where his thoughts are going and he just keeps talking and hopes that he'll find his way eventually. That's not a direct quote. I don't remember exactly how it goes, but the idea is sometimes I'm just talking and I'm hoping that I'll get there. Now that's not exactly cluttering because um, there are other uh, diagnoses or, or I should say uh, symptoms, let's call them, that go along with it. But that is one way to do it where sometimes they don't know where they're going. Um, and more often than not, they won't be able to talk fluidly or fluently while they do it. That's the difference between what happened with Michael Scott and what happens with people who are clutterers is that they may be talking 
but they won't be able to continue talking for a while. They'll they'll freeze or they'll stop or they'll, all of a sudden their brain's just like, where are we going with this? What are we doing? And they won't. Sometimes it's easy for them to misinterpret how long they haven't been talking. Now, in other situations, sometimes clutterers don't realize how many filler words they use, such as like or well or um. If you've ever had somebody who really has a takes a long time telling a story, where like, well then, then we went and um, well, so then we were driving down the road and um, well, so then, like we um, so we were driving. Like you ever have somebody who just has a really hard time uh, getting it out, and you're like, come on, like, what is it? Like just get get to it. What's what's going on with you? Um, that's a very good sign that, uh, that they very well may have uh, a clutter problem. Um, and some people don't recognize it. A lot of people do. Um, some people don't think of it as a big problem, and, uh, especially if there are other people that kind of do it. That's why I said, like, you, you can't exactly tell yourself that you're a clutterer just because you say things like like and um. Although, uh, that very well could be. If you, if you do realize that you say that all the time, if it does happen in your sentences every every couple of words, some of that might just be a patience thing. But I mean, then again, you may be a clutterer to some degree. It's not to say it's like a serious um, condition that is life-threatening, but it definitely could be uh, aff- affecting your communication skills, the way that people handle your conversations, uh, or even your own self-esteem. So uh, let's kind of go through. I'm going to give you a couple of, of exact quotations. I have a Actually, uh, funny enough, I have an article open. It's from the Stuttering Foundation. It's called stutteringhelp.org slash cluttering. So see, they're all related. <laughs> um, so I'm actually taking a little bit of information from here today. Um, so they say that cluttering is a fluency disorder characterized by rapid and or irregular speaking rate, excessive disfluencies, and often other symptoms such as language or chronological errors and attention deficits. To identify cluttering, you must listen to non-cluttered speech, or to non-stuttered speech of the speaker. Evidence for fluency disorder, one that is not stuttering, and excessive disfluencies would be present in a speaker who meets all of the following. So I'm just going to read them straight up, see if we hit them all. Does not sound fluent, that is, does not seem to be clear about what he or she wants to say, or how to say it. Has excessive levels of normal disfluencies, such as interjections and revisions has little or no apparent physical struggle in speaking. Oh, that's one that I forgot to mention. And has few, if any, accessory or secondary behaviors. A rapid or irregular speaking rate would be present in a speaker who has any or all the following. Somebody who talks too fast based on the overall impression or actual syllabus per count. If they sound jerky when they talk. Or if they have pauses that are short or too long or improperly placed. Now, we all know about the famous Obama pauses. Those were on purpose and were probably so that way he didn't say words like um or like in his speech he also took a lot of classes to be a good presenter and a good speaker so something like that is now one may say sometimes those pauses were improperly placed such as that of William Shatner from Star Trek um (laughs) but these people uh, who people who are affected with these things have uh, they 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 pause just because they don't know where they're going with it and I've done that I think we've all done something like that um, you know I think uh, 
we've all had that issue at some point where we're, maybe we don't know what we're trying to say, or we have a hard time expressing, or we start talking and we're like, ah, what am I, what are we, what are we doing here, you know? Uh, I just stumbled across a, um, a little side thingy that I just had to click that said people, famous people who stuttered, and Winston Churchill, uh, apparently had a pretty, pretty famous stammer when he spoke, so... How about that? And he's got tons of quotes. Um, so there you go, people. Don't don't get too worried about that. Um, so uh, kind of the idea about this is that uh, you know they, they talk a little bit about ways that uh, this can affect you people. Uh, you people, excuse me, <laughs> affect these people who have um, who have this issue, who have a hard time slowing down or paying attention when they talk. Uh, they say in here that somebody who clutters may mispronounce words or shorten words like non-stressed syllables they'll say them quicker uh which which i guess would make sense if they're trying to get a thought out they're trying to take out as many syllables as they can and still be heard funny enough that's actually how a lot of children who develop certain speech impediments will or mutism will uh will do that if they find that they don't have to say much to get what they want then they won't you know if there's um if you have a, a toddler whether it's your nephew, your kid, or whatever, and all he or she has to do is point to what they want, even though you've heard them talk before, and you just go get it. If they point to a toy, you go get toy, then that's all they have to say is toy, or they'll point, and they'll know better. Um, I had a cousin who I grew up with who had something similar, where he grew up, when when he was really little, he, he could only say the first part of my name. My name's only two syllables, but, you know, so he just called me ah, right? So I knew what he wanted. I knew who what he called out to me and somehow over over his development and even though he was able to form full sentences at some point uh well closer to when he was four he still just always called me that and it took until he turned it was right around when he got five got yeah got five jesus and when he turned five his mom heard him calling me yeah still and she'd be like dude Buddy, like you have to stop. You have to say his whole name now. I know you can say his whole name. I need you to do that, otherwise. And so she'd just tell me not to answer him. She'd be like, if he calls you, ah, don't, don't look at him, don't talk to him, because he's being lazy. <clears throat> and so, you know, people, people can develop. Just if, uh, and I'm not saying that these people are doing it on purpose, but because they have a hard time speaking and getting their thoughts out, once they kind of have an idea about where they're going, it's. It, it seems feasible that they would just go, you know, and just kind of blurt out whatever bits and pieces of the words they needed for you to understand a thought that they were doing. It's kind of like how somebody who texts really quickly on the phone but doesn't go back and spell check, uh, and they just kind of send a message. And for the most part, even though you know that there are some grammatical errors in there, you kind of got the idea about what they're saying, so you don't want to be like, spell that again. You know, now I have people who text me who text way too quickly and don't use any sort of correction, and there are words in there that just aren't. If I have to spend more than two minutes trying to figure out what that word is or like how it fits in your sentence, I'm just gonna be like, "Dude, I don't, I don't, I don't know what this is." So, get your shit together. Uh, but in this case, they just kind of splice these things so they can they can get the message out. Because again, as I mentioned, they sometimes barely know where they're going with it. Um, so let's just see here. Uh, according to the clinical picture of a typical cluttering problem would be enhanced if the person in question had any of the following. Ooh, let's read on. Confusing or disorganized language or contra... contra see, now I can't even do it. 
Confusing, disorganized language or conversational skills. Limited awareness of his or her fluency and rate problems. See, again, they wouldn't, sometimes you don't know. You don't recognize it because it's, it's part of your normal. And sometimes people around you may be just so used to it that they don't recognize that anything's weird, right? They're just, that's just, oh, that's just how Adam talks. That's just how so-and-so talks. You know, like we're, we're used to it. Uh, temporary improvement when asked to slow down or pay attention to speech or when being tape recorded. So so if, if you're saying, hey, listen, I need you to slow down and say that again, and you're like, just take your time, they may, be, they may sound better, but it's not because they know any more than what they knew last time. It's just that you said, repeat the thing you just said. And they're like, ah, here we go. Yes, I know exactly what I'm saying. And then if, as they continue, that train speeds up very quickly. Um, uh, apparently, this kind of thing can be uh, genetic. Stuttering can also be genetic. So they say that uh, if you have several blood relatives who stutter or clutter, that's also something that could be a way to see, figure out if you're, if, if you're there. Sloppy handwriting. Oh, no, I have that. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure we all clutter to some degree anyway. I just don't know at what point. I guess you'd have to like really kind of dive into a lot of these things and see how many you hit to know if you really are a clutterer. But I'm sure we all clutter to some degree. I know a lot of people who say like a lot or well a lot or uh, what's the what's the other one? Um, um is a common one. I use uh as a filler word when my brain is trying to put a new word in. However, I will say that I'm trying harder to not do that, but. It is very hard. I can, I can feel a reaction in the back of my throat when I try to not say the word ah uh, or um when I'm still trying to figure out where my thoughts are going. And it hurts. Like, uh, well, it doesn't hurt, but it is, it is a stress. It, I feel that there's like this urge to let out the word, to let out the call, to let out the... the that vocalization of that word that's saying like, hey, here's a word for you until you figure out where, <laughs> where the other words are going. And um, see, there it is again right there. I just did it. I'm trying to practice maybe shorter Obama pauses because typically that's what you do. You're supposed to slow down, collect your thoughts, and breathe. But to me, that breathing feels like it takes an eternity and I just, I don't breathe regularly because I'm trying to, I almost hold my breath when I'm, when you're supposed to breathe and take a second, like I'm trying to do it now. And it's really hard because all I want to do is breathe in, but I don't breathe out. So I understand how hard it is to, to kill some of those idiosyncrasies that we have in our day-to-day -day speech, right? So just think of how bad it is if, if, if you are a severe clutterer, just we, we have to be educated on that. Again, not that this is a world-ending thing or a, a deadly thing, but I think it's something that's important to note that this can be common and that people may be self-conscious of it or may may not realize that they could use some, some assistance with it so that way they can be better communicators because think about if they're trying to get a job or if maybe they're trying to go out with somebody or... Let's see, even just being on the phone with someone or, or if they want to have a podcast like, like me or anyone, it might be very hard for them to do that. They may feel limited and not even know why they feel limited. 
there's a comedian whose name I forget right now, but he's, his YouTube channel's growing. Man, I wish I could remember his name. But he's a stutterer, actually. And sometimes he gets called out for it on stage, and it took him a while to get past that to do it, but now he kind of turns it into part of his comedy. Or, or he'll kind of poke fun at himself or find ways to poke fun at those people who are poking fun at him and kind of turn his stutter into part of his brand. Now, he doesn't come on stage and be like, oh, I'm the stuttering comedian. But by this time, if people have come to see him more often than not, they know that that is a... Uh, say I did it again. They know that that is part of who he is and that's something that he is dealing with. Or maybe even embracing, frankly. Maybe he's not dealing with it anymore. Although a lot of his videos are about when he stutters during shows, so maybe that's just his way of coping, I suppose. So, um, and, and they have different uh, different ways for helping with that. You know, speech-language pathologists are, are pretty common in these things to help you with different exercises. They'll have you listen to a tape of how you talk, and they even have one method about speeding tickets, where if you talk too fast, it gives you a speeding ticket, and they'll give you, like, a word limit that you want to try to to speak at or, or where you can put your pauses in between different thoughts. Uh, I just think that's interesting because I've never heard of cluttering before. And just as I read this, it makes me much more aware of how I talk. I've, I'm already a little... Has anybody ever felt this way? I, I know this is probably not very common. Or maybe it is. We'll just see. I wonder if anybody else has ever been aware as if they speak in prepositions... So uh, it reminds me of when, I think it was in the late 90s, or was it early 2000s? Hang on, I need to look up something. When was Beavis and Butthead Do America released? <laughs> Let's find out. 1996 is when that movie came out. I don't even know how old I was in 1996. Let's see, I was born in 88. I think I was 8. Yes. Eight on 1988 would be 96. Yeah, I was only eight years old when Beavis and Butthead Do America came out. And uh, I, I never forgot, even when I was little, that in the movie... Well, I clicked away my page. In the movie, they, uh, there was a, a federal agent who... Um, <laughs> I forget the name of Beavis and Butthead's neighbor, but they always went into his tool shed and... and, and pretty much touched themselves in it. That was like the whole thing. They were whacking in his tool shed. That was the common quote. And uh, one of the federal agents came up to the head of the federal agents and he says, oh, that was the trailer that the boys were, were whacking in. And the shed the boys were whacking in. And he goes, goes, damn it, James, you're a federal agent. We don't speak in prepositions. And uh, then later on he goes, so it was the shed in which the boys were whacking and he was having a really hard time speaking because it's not his normal tone of voice or his normal uh, uh, pathology right and so I always thought that was funny and not to say that I, I cared about that until recently but now I'm aware of when I talk when is it appropriate to end in sentences with in or at or of or when or I mean there are other words that aren't as as small as that that are technically prepositions as well typically something that would prepare you for another word to follow but I get nervous about that, and I always wonder if anybody else notices when I do that. I especially am attentive to it when I am typing, and it is really hard <laughs> to, to when I do it because I'm like, ah, oh, someone's going to notice this. I'm aware of when certain sentences look bad, especially if you end it with word in. I know that like 
whenever somebody says like when's he coming in i think that's technically a prepositional phrase but like it seems like a completion of the sentence like when when is he coming in but I, then i'm thinking like well the better sentence would probably be when will he arrive right that's a much more uh pronounced and let's just call it professional looking sentence but does anybody else care about that because i don't think they do i think i just overthink this stuff but i do think it is nice to feel like i am working on my speech because i do want to sound better and because i, I have a podcast now i want to make sure i at least sound a little bit more profesh you know i do say you know a lot too when i'm talking I, i'm more aware of it my older brother who i mentioned in previous episodes who passed said you know a lot a lot and so much so that I, that was one that i'd poke fun at him a lot for um, but speaking of family let's move on to stuttering a little bit while we have some time uh stuttering or stammering now that's something that i grew up with um my father was a very severe stutterer uh he, i and i grew up around it i don't know if i was very aware of it probably until i was in my later teens where I guess I was just always so used to it. That's just how he talked, and I didn't think anything of it. Much like I was talking about with clutterers, like I, I guess, I guess when you're around it all the time, you're, you just, you just think that's how they talk. That's what they sound like. I maybe you don't even think that. That's just what you're used to hearing. And I remember, I remember I was when cell phones became uh, a hit in my family, and I got my first cell phone, cell phone plan when I was. 17. I was ready to move out soon. And they gave me three free phones on top of the Razor that I got. The Motorola Razor, my first cell phone. And I got one to my mom and to my my dad. And I forget who the fourth one went to. I think my sister. And it wasn't until then that when I was on the phone with my dad or if I heard him on the cell phone with other people that I realized that he was having a really hard time getting thoughts out. And he would try hard. Like it, My father was somebody who would push he would push very hard through the stutter to finish what he was saying instead of instead of stopping and this is why i remember this because i got to the point where i would say dad just stop talking for a minute like just quit stop talking let yourself catch up i remember he he got stuck on a lot of vowels i don't i really don't remember any time that he had a hard time saying any consonants but it was usually when he was saying I, when he was trying to say something with I, it was like, uh, 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 like he couldn't get past that for, and he always had a weird physical tick that now that I've been reading some of this, I guess that's normal where there's a lot of physical ticks that stutterers have where like he, he would, his eyes would close for a minute or like he would make this kind of weird little like side jaw smile to kind of like stop it so he could keep his talk going. But he got caught up on vowels a lot, especially when he was saying I. Not the letter I, just addressing himself. Just for whatever reason, that's just where he got stuck. And, and I always remembered that. And and in hindsight, I feel a little guilty. Because I'm just yelling, like, Dad, stop talking. <laughs> just so that way he could get out his thought. And I don't know if that was helpful or not. Sometimes he would, and sometimes he would just keep talking. But I remember, I remember feeling uh, frustrated when he would just keep going. And that's kind of why I wanted to bring up stuttering, too, because I think that's one that's easy to get frustrated with as well, or to even laugh at. And I'm going to tell you one more embarrassing story that I'm not proud of about stuttering. Because I, when I went to school, there was a guy named Justin. 
uh, I'm not going to say his last name, but when I went to school, there's a guy named Justin. And he was one, I don't want to say he was a school bully, but he was a jock, and he was somebody who picked on people at times. He tried picking on me, but when he realized it didn't work and I just made fun of him back, he stopped. And this is why I'm not proud. Because when I was in high school, I learned this survival idea of bully the bullies. Where, you know, in seventh grade, I got picked on a little bit. Um, I was still kind of finding myself. I mean, who isn't? And, uh, you know, I didn't have any hobbies. I didn't have any sports that I did. I had a small group of friends. And so when, when I got to high school, I was like, man, I'm noticing that people are just always getting crapped on for no reason. And I notice there are people that sit alone at lunch. And why is that? So this guy in particular, he had a stutter. And I'm not proud of this, but I, I didn't make fun of it the way that you'd think like a teenager to make fun of it, where like you mimic it or anything. But, like, I used to call him Sergeant Stutter, and he hated it. Because you know, like, he'd walk by me in his call halls and call me uh, call me some, like, homophobic word or something just because that's just what, they, what you do. Um, I'm like, okay, Sarge. You know, and that's just what I called him. Like, I didn't try to mimic his stutter or anything, but... And I felt really bad about that because he always shut up afterwards. And as a, as a teenager, I was proud. I was like, yeah, take that, you bully. You know, bully me, I'll bully you. I was never proud of it as an adult because I thought, like, what? Well, I became a bully to bullies, and does that make me any better than them? But anyway, I'll never forget this one time where, where things were, I'd say right around my, my, my senior year of high school, things started to calm down, and I think that the bullies kind of calmed down, and we all just kind of started getting along and realizing, like, what's the point? And it was nice. I think that was the best year of high school for me because everybody just kind of stopped being jerks to each other, and... But I'll never forget, he was doing a presentation in our history class. And it was only like a five-minute read. But I never noticed, I never actually saw him stutter. I only knew that he stuttered because his friends would poke fun at him once in a while. But I've never actually seen him with that struggle. And his stutter was way different than my father's. Um, he actually looked like it when he was trying to say P's, P's, P words in particular, is typically when it would happen. And his face would scrunch up as he tried to say it. Uh, and I never knew that before. I've never seen it happen now I'm sure it happened in other places but the only time that I remember it and I remember laughing at him for the first time and it wasn't me like laughing like poking fun it was just the faces that he was making were so funny to me like my brain just like triggered this reaction to laugh because they were just so weird and I felt so guilty and I looked at my teacher and he just shook his head at me and I buried my face in my arms and I didn't look at him for the rest of the presentation because I felt so bad and I couldn't help but laugh I, it was a guilty laugh. When you ever have that where just like you laugh and you're like, why did I laugh? Like that's not even funny or why did I laugh? That's like, that's stupid. Um, and I remember, I, I remember talking to my teacher after class and I said, dude, I, I am so sorry. I wasn't trying to make fun of him. I don't know why I was laughing. I'm embarrassed. Uh, you know, I was a senior at the time and I just said, you know, that's not me. Uh, it was Mr. G's class. I said, Mr. G, you know that that's not me. I don't pick on people. I wasn't trying to make fun of him. I don't remember exactly his response, but he said, he says, you did the right thing by not looking. He says, but just, you know, keep it to yourself. You know, and, and, and it never happened again after that. Uh, and if anything, I became more encouraging for him. And when, it, when I noticed he would stutter, uh, and I'd say, like, hey, man, you can do it. Like, just keep going. Uh, and when, I remember we were at a group project once, and I said, and he says, you know, I suck at public speaking. And I said, you're going to be fine. You know, we'll just give you the easy parts. And I remember 
just having him start it that way we could get through the harder parts um, for him and make him feel better but I, I know I always felt so shitty and I still feel shitty talking about it that I even laughed in the first place and now stuttering is something that affects under one percent of people so which you know growing up with it for so long I didn't think of such a small percentage um, but apparently uh, it is also one where people can put a lot of ums or likes or wells or ums I said ums already twice maybe elongated ums like um is one way that people can stutter but they, but what happens is they, they say that their speech can become blocked or essentially your mouths are in the right position to say a word but no sound comes out which I think is what was happening to my dad where he he was trying to say I or it or at or whatever but just his the sound wouldn't come out so he was kind of stuck on like a like a skip he was skipping uh, and, his, and his brain just couldn't he couldn't get those words out um, so that's one way that that could happen now some of the physical things that you may notice is like they, they may blink rapidly or the lips of their jaw trembles a lot, which which what happened to this Justin guy. His lips were trembling a lot. And I think that's why I laughed, because I'd never seen that before. Um, it almost looked like it was somebody who was mimicking that they were crying, like when you get the pouty lip. It just looked like that, but it was happening very quickly. And I didn't even know someone could move their lip that fast. Uh, and I think that's why my brain just said, well, this is ridiculous. I must laugh. Um, so I'm very aware when I say, um, by the way, so get, get off me. <laughs> So they say certain sounds can also be prolonged, which is what happened to my dad, where he'd be like, I, I, you know, he just couldn't get the word I out or at. And sometimes they, uh, they may repeat the word a bunch. Uh, I haven't encountered anybody who does that, but they may say the same word a couple of times until they can continue. Again, it's kind of like your brain is just on skip. It's like when a CD skips and you're just saying the same word a couple of times until things come out. Uh, and some people, their whole upper body tightens as they try to talk and they stutter. Like, it just the whole upper body just, like, um, it's not convulses. What's the word I'm looking for? Where it, like, constricts. It just, like, spasms for a second. And so, so it's not known where this comes from, but they also think it's hereditary, much like cluttering. And weirdly enough, it's four times as likely to happen in men than it is in women. Some say that they think it's, like, a psychological thing or a neuropsychological thing or a something with your, your brain cells or whatnot. I don't know, because they don't know, so how am I supposed to know? Screw it. Now, there are some things called neurogen neurogenic stuttering or neurogenic stuttering, where if there's some sort of brain injury or stroke, there's usually some sort of, or meningitis, that, that can cause it. But when we're talking more like just the, the less severe ones. Uh, typically, what they say, though, is that if the earlier that a child starts to stutter, the less likely they are to stutter as an adult which is good to know. Uh, let's see here. They say that you should seek help for it if the child is stuttering after five years old. Like I said, the longer they hold on to it, the harder it is to get rid of it. Much like I was saying earlier about my ums or, or those prepositional phrases, it's once you get going, that's just what your, your body is used to. There are some recommendations on here, and the reason I brought up those stories earlier is they say, like, it's usually not helpful to tell somebody who is stuttering to stop stuttering or to relax or to stop uh, unless you have some familiarity with them and that's just your dynamic or if you talk to them and you ask them how can I help if you start to stutter to stop you they say usually it makes people feel more self-conscious if you say slow down even if you mean well even if you're not being a jerk you're saying slow down try it again or 
Or just take a breath and then try it again. Even if you're just trying to be nice, sometimes now that you said the thing that they're self-conscious about, that makes them more self-conscious about it, which will probably lead to worsening of their stutter because now they're nervous to talk. Or they'll just mute themselves. And that's why I've always felt guilty about you know, the way I would yell at my dad growing up because you know, I didn't know. I thought I was helping. But maybe that just pissed him off more. Or maybe it didn't. Who knows? Maybe that was just the, the, the dynamic. See how what had just happened there? The dynamic that we were going through. And just what happened to me just a moment ago where I tried to say dynamic twice in a row before I got it. That was me having a stubborn moment to keep saying the word to break through to say it. What happens to stutterers is a much more severe level where they know it, but it's happening quicker than, than they can handle it. Where for me, I could have just stopped because I don't have a severe stutter, but I didn't because I was so bullheaded to finish what the flip I was saying. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do like Porky Pig used to do. And it sounds like I'm poking fun, but I'm not. You know, Porky Pig used to try to say something, uh, and then he would just change the whole entire word that he was trying to say at the last second just because he was like, screw it, I don't need to say this anymore. That's why when he says that that's all folks thing, he was making a bunch of end sounds. We don't even know what he was trying to say. He might have been trying to say good night or night or whatever. He'd be like, no, 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 and he'd say, that's all folks, right? Who knows what he was trying to say, but that was his whole shtick was he would try to say a word, and after he tried about four seconds of saying it, he'd be like, nah, I need to say something else. He'd be like, I got to go to the toilet, you know, just because he's like, screw it. I can't get that word out. I'm going somewhere else. In a way, Porky Pig is a hero for that because he's pretty much saying, hey, look, this one clearly isn't working. I'm going to try something else. And he made it work and people could understand him. But that was just so normal for us for Porky Pig that we didn't think, oh, he's a stuttering fool. Most people, when they say, oh, what was Porky Pig? They'd say, that's all, folks. But they wouldn't say he stutters. They might copy it, but they wouldn't say, oh, he was a stutterer. Because we were just used to that's how Porky Pig talked, right? Even though that was a little bit embellished and that was his character, but that's just what we got used to. So so, so I guess I bring all these things up because I think it's, it's interesting to pay more attention to not only how we talk to others, but how they talk to us. And then maybe maybe there are just idiosyncrasies that we have or reactions that we have to these people by saying slow down or just do just say what you're saying already i think maybe we just need to be a little bit more conscientious of how others talk and how we communicate to them because we may inadvertently be making their life worse by trying to help them and that sucks doesn't it it sucks when you try to help and it makes things worse by inadvertently adding fuel to a fire when you thought you were throwing water on it. So, I know these things don't seem very severe, but again, I talk a lot about mental health, and I think that some people just live with these things and they're fine with it, and other times they're not, and it's just something we're thinking about. And for my own communication and for yours, I mean, as I mentioned my prepositions and trying to be conscious of when I say um or like, it might not seem like a big deal, but I do think it is worth it if we had this big, broad language of ours that have so many things that we can learn and ways we can communicate and, and 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 words we can share and learn i mean why not try to work them into our vocabulary more than just filler words with um or likes or whatever and i do think that it's normal to have those in there somewhere we have more information in front of us now more than ever and it's easy to get blindsided i think especially on my podcast i use ums a lot when i'm trying to get comfortable with information that I'm trying to read and speak about at the same time because I, I glance between different parts of these articles to keep my, my myself on track and 
I think that's why I stutter the most. But when when I'm just trying to speak from the heart like I'm doing now, I don't struggle with it nearly as much. So for me, I'm realizing that it's when I'm trying to process information to others when it's information that I am not super comfortable with yet or that I've only just learned, that is probably when I stagger the most. And going back to cluttering, how they say they, they stagger without knowing where they're going, sometimes that's what I'm doing. I have an idea about where I'm going, but I haven't landed there yet. So while I'm not a clutterer, at least that I'm aware of, or a stutterer, at least that I'm aware of, we all have enough, let's just call them, I guess, symptoms or maybe commonalities that we can show some empathy for them. So just something I think we should all try to be more cognizant of is how we talk and how others talk and how we can communicate better in general. Who doesn't want to be a better communicator? That's what I thought. Well, all right, I'm going on long enough. Uh, as always, thank you if you made it this far. You guys are amazing. Uh, you have no idea how much I appreciate even just a small viewership I have right now, so thank you. Thank you so much, sincerely. Uh, I never know what to say outside of that. I wish I could say more, but it's hard to convey just how appreciative I am right now. But if this continues to grow, I have some rewards and I have some ideas for that kind of thing, but I just need to have more of a backing. So please, if you know anybody who might enjoy just somebody you enjoy listening to, please share it. I'm it took me a while to build up the courage to ask people to do that but it would mean a lot to me if you just found the link to this podcast or if it's on another app that you listen to please share it to like one person just one person and say hey could you check this out let me know what you think it's something I really enjoy or hey I really like this I think you might like this too or even if you don't say here's something new for you to listen to especially during coronavirus time a lot of time to get acquainted with new podcasts, TV shows, and workout renderings, am I right? So having said that, um, from the bottom of my heart, and as always, I hope that you are taking care of your mind and taking care of your heart. And most importantly, taking care of each other, especially now more than ever. Be kind to one another, check on one another, be good to one another, and we'll all get through this together. And I hope that I've been a help in some way, shape, or form. Be safe out there, friends.